Welcome, thanks for joining us. You're about to hear a message from our Wednesday night Solid Rock Youth Group service. Solid Rock is a ministry of Living Word Family Church, and if you'd like to know more, check us out on our website at www.livingwordfamily.org. ...with somebody or driven yourself and been lost, it's a little bit of a terrifying feeling, right? Because all of a sudden, at one point, you were on the right path, and now you're off the right path, and you're not sure how to get back on the right path or get to where you're going. That's a little, it can be intimidating, it can be scary, it can be crazy. Um, can even be very stressful. I mean, it can give you, uh, like, the shakes. You know what I mean? Like, if you just, sometimes, sometimes people just have to know where they're going. They have to know what path to take. Um, that's why GPS makes it so nice, because it just tells you. You just follow GPS, and you're good to go, usually. Uh, Ashley and I, when we were younger, we used to take, we took a few of them. Uh, we used to take little day trips. You know, no overnights or anything anywhere, obviously. But we'd go to, like, we did a couple times. We went to the St. Louis Zoo. And uh, so we went all the way to St. Louis and hung out for the day at the zoo and went out to eat. And one time we went, uh, we thought we'd go and try an art museum. I don't know if anybody ever been in the St. Louis Zoo. When you go around the St. Louis Zoo, like up on this hill is like this huge, gorgeous building. And it's the St. Louis Art Museum, if I remember correctly. I don't remember the title of it, but it was an art museum. So like, hey, that'd be cool. Let's be, you know, sophisticated and cultural. And let's go look at art or whatever. And it was pretty fun. It was pretty cool. This, we didn't have GPS. We literally had a paper map, and we did our, our Google Maps before you could do it on, your, on any kind of phone. Uh, we just printed it out, our path, you know. And I'm not a big city driver at all. Like, I'm just not. It, it stresses me out, uh, you know, because not only are you trying to focus on traffic, but you're trying to focus on where you need to go. Uh, the only thing I hate more than inner city driving is city interstate driving, where it's tons of traffic. Like, it's just, to me, it's just stressful. I'm used to small town living. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not, I'm not very used to that, uh, a lot of traffic and stuff like that. I'm a little bit better at it now than I used to be. But we were in our, like I was in our early 20s, like when we would do this. And so we'd go to St. Louis. Uh, we'd get off on the exit we were supposed to get off on. And then you're in town. Next thing you know, all it takes is one wrong turn and you're on the wrong street. Maybe there's one-way streets, which I despise. I know there's a purpose for them, but I despise it. Uh, I don't even like driving on campus with all the one-way streets because it's so easy to get turned around, and then you got to go all the way blocks to one way. It's just, anyway. So we would be, I used to say that the only arguments Ashley and I ever had is when we were driving because we'd get turned around, or Ashley would be like, no, you're supposed to go this way, and I'm like, but I think the map said this, and I'm looking for this street, but I thought I missed it. Wait, did we miss it? Maybe we missed it. I thought that's what the sign said, but oh my gosh, now I don't know, and you're second-guessing yourself, and it's just, it's stressful beyond the max. So we would actually have, like, I'm not talking about like knock down, scream out fights in the car or anything like that. I'm not saying that, but we would just get, we'd be stressed, you know, we'd be stress arguing over this trip, right? And one time we were, uh, we, I think we had just finished at the zoo, long day, so we wanted to do the art museum thing, and there's like a one-way road around, I don't remember how it all worked out, but we ended up going the wrong way down this one-way road, right? Stressed out because I don't know where, I don't know where we're going. Um, and the, the, we, got, we got pulled over by a police officer. And so I'm waking up, I'm like, okay, great. Not only are we stressed about this, but now I'm gonna get a ticket or whatever. So the guy comes up, you know this is the wrong, you're going the wrong way or whatever. Officer, I am so, so, so sorry. I am stressed out. I, we are not from around here. We are from Illinois, small town. Like, I, I'm so sorry, I got turned around. I do not know where I'm going. Is there any way you could point us in the right direction? And thankfully, he took pity on us, and he pointed us in the right direction, got us back on the right path, and we made it to the art museum and, you know, supper and home and whatever else. Um, 
So thankfully, we were able to get a course correction, okay? We were at one point headed the right way, got turned around, we're headed the wrong way, stressful, scary. We got a course correction. Thankfully, that officer helped us and got us on the right path. You know, the Holy Spirit is a little bit like that. The Holy Spirit can be our life positioning system. GPS stands for Global Positioning Satellites. The Holy Spirit can be our life positioning system. The Holy Spirit can get us where we need to be, when we need to be there. The Holy Spirit can guide us and help us and give us the right path to take. Does that make sense? Now, I'm not trying to oversimplify what the Holy Spirit does in our lives. There is a lot the Holy Spirit does for us. But I want to focus on this particular thing. I'm going to turn to John chapter 16, starting in verse 5. This is Jesus speaking to his disciples, okay? And here's what he says, because they're questioning on where he's going. Uh, Can they follow him? Can they go with him? And he says, uh, but now I am going away to the one who sent me, and not one of you is asking where I am going. Instead, you grieve because of what I've told you. But in fact, it is best, listen to this, it is best for you that I go away, because if I don't, the advocate, another name for the Holy Spirit, the advocate won't come. If I do go away, then I will send him to you. So because Jesus is going to the Father, he's crucified, buried, raises again on the third day, and ascends into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father, ascends to the throne, takes his rightful place at God's side as God the Son, God the Father, God the Son, and then he's able, because of that, to send us the Holy Spirit. Okay, does this make sense? Because Jesus took his rightful place, he's able to send us, and as an, uh, he's able to be an advocate for us, send us the Holy Spirit, And when he comes, is verse 8, and Jesus speaking, and when he comes, he will convict the world of its sin and of God's righteousness and of the coming judgment. The world's sin is that it refuses to believe in me. Righteousness is available because I go to the Father and you will see me no more. Judgment will become because the ruler of this world has already been judged. Now look at this in verse 12. There is so much more that I want to tell you, but you can't bear it now. You're not ready to look at this portion now that I want to tell you. I want to open up the whole thing to you right now, but you're not ready for it yet, okay? If I were to tell you, hey, I need you to go to Chicago, uh, I need to make a delivery, what are you going to get? You're going to get step-by-step instructions, right? Even when you load it up into GPS, it's going to give you step-by-step. It's not going to give you everything at once, right? It's not just going to spill out all the directions to you and expect you to get it and remember it. No, it takes you step-by-step. First, you get on I-74, you head to I-72. You head north. Are you like going along with this? Are you really clicking with your spirit? Okay. You head north, and then you get off on such and such an exit, and then you do this, and then you do that, because if it gave you everything at once, you'd be completely jumbled. You'd be confused. You wouldn't understand it. God is so merciful, and he knows that we can't handle everything at once, that he gives it to us in bite-sized chunks. Does anybody know how you eat an elephant? Does anybody know how to eat an elephant? One bite at a time. Do you get the joke? Because an elephant's so big, you're not going to eat it all at once. One bite at a time. Never mind. All right. Thank you, Johnny. I appreciate that. One bite at a time. God gives us revelation and understanding and wisdom and guidance one bit at a time in bite-sized chunks, okay? Because he knows we can't handle it all at once. So Jesus is saying, man, I want to tell you everything. I want to give you all the information that I can possibly give you 
but you're not ready yet. You can't bear it yet. This is the same way, and you've probably heard this illustration made before. God refers to himself as a, a, a light unto our path and a lamp to guide the way. A light doesn't light the whole path at once. No, it's little bits, little bits, and you're guided little bits at a time. Little bits are light, lit up at a, at, a, at a time. So that's what Jesus is saying. You can't bear it all. I wish I could tell you everything, but you can't bear it all. But verse 13, when the Spirit of truth comes, when the Holy Spirit comes, He will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on His own, but He will tell you what He has heard. He will tell you about the future. He will tell you what's coming. This doesn't only uh, talk about um, <clears throat> revelation of, of the future. It doesn't talk about prophet, not just about prophesying and all of these things. That is true, and there's an aspect of that. But it's just about telling you the future. What do I have for your future? What's the next step in your future? What's coming next for you? We listen to God. If we allow the Holy Spirit to guide us and lead us, give us wisdom and knowledge and understanding about what our next step will be, that is the Holy Spirit's life positioning system. He will guide us and lead us where we need to go, when we need to be there. Now, that does that mean we're always going to hear it perfectly? Does that mean we're always going to make the right road, right turn all the time? Of course not. You guys have heard about all the different wrong turns that I've made in school and in college and different things. My goodness, <clears throat> we're not always going to hear it perfectly. Sometimes we're going to get distracted and we're going to make the wrong turn. We're going to miss the road that God had for us. And what happens? There's going to be an officer or there's going to be somebody else that comes into your life or there's going to be a dream or a word or an unction on the inside of you that's going to say, hey, wait a minute, you missed that turn. Hey, wait a minute, don't turn that way. You're on the wrong path. There's going to be a course correction that takes place. There's going to be a little sign on your GPS that says redirecting, redirecting, redirecting. You made a wrong turn. We need to get back on that right path. When we allow the Holy Spirit, when, number one, when we ask for the Holy Spirit, the Bible says God gives us the Holy Spirit. He gives those things to us because He loves us. He gives us the Holy Spirit because He loves us. When the Holy Spirit came upon this earth, poured out in Pentecost upon the uh, the disciples and those, the 120 that were in that upper room in the book of Acts, it was poured out on this earth for all believers, for all those who call on the name of God. If you are a child of God, the Holy Spirit belongs to you. That's our portion. That's part of our inheritance, the Holy Spirit that gives us guidance and wisdom and understanding of the truth of God's word and shows us the future. Jesus says it right here. In verse 14, he will bring me glory by telling you whatever he receives from me. What we receive from the Holy Spirit is coming directly from Jesus Christ. Pouring into our spirit, giving us guidance and direction, helping us know what to do and when to do it. Verse 15, all that belongs to the Father is mine. This is why I said the Spirit will tell you whatever he receives from me. As believers, as children of God, we have access to an incredible power through the Holy Spirit. We have access to wisdom, to knowledge, to understanding. We have access to so much. When we will allow that to get in to our spirit, when we will turn our ear to God, when we will allow the Holy Spirit to speak on the inside of us and listen to that still small voice, we will be able to follow the right path. We will be able to make the right decisions. Maybe not every time, nobody's 100%, but do you see where I'm coming from? We're going to be able to follow that positioning system and make good choices in our lives and go the right direction or even make corrections to a wrong direction that we have taken. Many of us, myself especially, 
need the Holy Spirit as our positioning system. Because without it, I'm going to go the wrong way. Without the Holy Spirit in my life, without God leading me and guiding me and directing me through the Holy Spirit, I'm going to go the wrong way. I'm going to make the wrong choices. Because I'm not perfect. I get distracted by shiny things all the time. Okay? You guys get distracted by your cell phones all the time. You guys get distracted by videos on YouTube all the time. You guys get distracted by your friends all the time. There is so much in our lives that is a distraction. It's one of the reasons I love the three-week church fast that we do as a church. I don't know if you guys are participating in that and jumping in on that. Um, <clears throat> very, on occasion, I'll do some type of a food fast, uh, fasting sweets, fasting soda, or whatever, or a combination thereof. Um, but more often than not, I'll do a fast of something that I just enjoy doing. Like our whole family, uh, to, to my children's utter horror, uh, is fasting media. Movies, TV, videos, games, uh, the whole nine yards. That's going to give us a lot of free time because we probably spend an hour or two or more a day uh, watch, you know, just watching movies, playing games on their tablets or whatever. You know. So as a family, that we're fasting that. We're trying to get rid of that particular distraction, which takes up a lot of time, and trying to put that time into spending time with God, spending time together as a family, uh, maybe redeveloping a better quiet time as a family or a better devotional time as a family, whatever the case is. But it was important to me. I wanted to do that as a family, okay? Uh, it wasn't just, hey, kids, we're giving up sweets as a family. No, we're giving up something as a family that does take a lot of our time away. And we're trying to reclaim that time for God. So if you can take some time, maybe there's something that you do a lot of during the day. Maybe you listen to a whole lot of music, watch videos, play video games, whatever the case is. Maybe take, take a, completely cut that out for a week or two, two or three weeks. Maybe fast that with our church. You can start tonight. If you haven't started on Sunday or didn't start with us, you can start tonight. Um, maybe get rid of that or maybe just take a week. Just try it out for a week and take that time that you would spend so much of on something else, something distracting, and spending that time with God, allowing the Holy Spirit to minister to you, speak to you through God's Word, and help you get on the right path, okay? So with that being said, we're going to go ahead and break down into our small groups, have some good discussion about this kind of this stuff, and uh, about listening to the Holy Spirit for guidance and direction. Um, at 745 on the dot, let's meet back here and stand and worship together. So everybody go ahead and break down into your groups.